are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I'm covering the game of baseball. Also joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rettino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rettino and also catch him as part of the pre- and post-game show for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast so that you get notified whenever we post a new episode, which we do five days a week, Monday through Friday. So really appreciate the support there, the subscriptions as we get geared up for the postseason. We'll be talking about that today as the Brewers clinched uh, the first part of that uh, over the weekend. Still got a little bit more work to do. And we'll go through uh, their series win over the Cubs. Before we do that, let me remind you about our Locked On MLB podcast. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Vinny, as I mentioned, the Brewers uh, did clinch a playoff berth over the weekend, uh, winning against the Cubs. Um, you know, they haven't clinched the division yet, but they are going to be in the postseason. We know that. And this will be the fourth straight year the Brewers have made the postseason. And the Brewers had made the postseason just four times in their first 49 seasons as a franchise. And, Vinny, now they'll be going for the fourth straight year with Craig Council and David Stearns at the helm. Didn't even realize that that was the case four times in the first 49 years, you said, as a franchise? Yep. That's crazy. Um, wow. Didn't didn't realize that. So I suppose it's 82, uh, 2008, 2011. And which one am I missing? Anyway, uh, that's, that's an incredible number from the fact that they've now won, they've gotten the playoffs four times in a row. And I know that there's the wild card now, but it just speaks to the – standpoint that um david stearns and company has really got and craig council has really got this this organization this team aligned and, and built for success in the long run um and this we're talking about on the show today this year 2021 is probably their best shot on paper um to win the world series in, in within the last four years um they're the most complete team they're the, um, you know, the pitching staff is the most complete. The, the offense is the most complete. They're running the bases really well. They're playing defense extremely well. So they're built for, uh, for a, not only a, a deep run, but they're built for, to actually pull, pull this thing off. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, uh, we talked about it a lot. I think this team doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. The only thing you could say is, you know, injuries right now, the only thing potentially holding them back. Uh, and just to follow back on the, the question there, they made this uh, postseason 81, 82, 2008, and 2011 um, is what I am seeing here before their four-year four run from 18 to 21 now. So, yeah, pretty incredible feat. Again, just tells you how good this franchise is right now and how they're just churning out talent year after year. Um, uh, 
kind of being overlooked in that too. You know, obviously they were helped out a little bit last year with the postseason being expanded, but still, um, you know, those were the rules. The Brewers made it in. Can't take that away from them. Uh, so great stuff there. But as I said, there's uh, more work to be done. And I love that the Brewers didn't celebrate just clinching the postseason, knowing they have, you know, much more to come. Uh, the Cardinals are red hot right now, swept the Padres over the weekend so that the Brewers weren't able to clinch. Um, also, Vinny said they weren't going to. So that's why it didn't happen. But um, you still got a little bit more work to do. But what do you think about the Brewers just not celebrating making the postseason, Vinny? I thought that was a, a really smart move just because they have not been in this position where they've clinched so early. And um, it's an, it's, they don't want to, I'm sure they're not saying that's inevitable to win the, the division, but I mean, really kind of is, I mean, with the magic number of three with um, 12 games left to play pretty, pretty uh, unprecedented if they were not to clinch the division at this point. So um, yeah, they got bigger and better things to do in terms of, um, clinching the division, then you're guaranteed the five game series. So I do think that that is, uh, it's telling as well. So, I mean, they've, never, they've always kind of in the last four years, they've kind of snuck in, they've had a playoff, a play in game to win the division in 2018. It's never really been a done deal right up until the end. So I do think this is uh, probably the way to go. And then, uh, you know, the Brewers had those two losses in the midweek against the Tigers and really just, you know, tough kind of sleepy walkthrough type games. And it kind of looked like that was going to carry over into Friday night's game down early four to nothing to the Cubs after three and a half innings. But then they fought back, you know, that down five, four going into the bottom of the eighth. And then they put some really good at bats together. I think I tweeted out during that time. Those were postseason at bats. They were having in the eighth inning there, Vinny scored four runs, came back, got the huge, eight to five win uh, Colton Wong had the big RBI two out RBI there to take the lead in that game. And it really started to feel like a playoff atmosphere. And that kind of carried into Saturday's game too, Vinny, just the back and forth in that game. You know, tell me what you kind of saw from the series and, and look like the Brewers started to find their, their mojo again there. Yeah. I mean, it, it carried over into Sunday as well. I mean, they were down six to two going into the bottom of the ninth and nobody in the stadium. I, I saw very few fans leave. They put together a, a bases loaded rally and Jace Peterson hit 101 mile an hour fly ball off his barrel, just got underneath it a little bit too high of a, of a, of a launch angle, almost, almost got it to walk it off. But uh, again, this is um, a testament to this team. Like you said, Friday and Saturday, they did the same thing, battled, scraped, clawed, everything they had to do quality at bat after quality at bat. There's nowhere to get outs in this lineup. And they, like you said, I, I thought that was a really, really profound tweet from you because I saw that is that, you know, this is, this is a, uh, a really, um, this, this group is ready for the playoffs. They're, they're competing as if each game is playoff type game. I, and I think they're taking it upon themselves not to just kind of like coast into the playoffs, really stay sharp, keep your at-bats, uh, quality, uh, compete. So, I, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Um, I, every single one of these games is hard fought, and this team is poised and ready to carry this into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think it helped to be in the Cubs, right? I mean, you had a, a two-week set or two-game set with the Tigers. I mean, it's hard to get up for the Tigers. You got two hop days in the middle of the week. You, you know you're going to be in the postseason. But I think it helped a lot having – 
you know, going to the Cubs, you know, a rivalry game and obviously got the Cardinals coming up now, but, you know, having the Cubs come in, I think that really just kind of snapped them back into focus a little bit, you know, whatever you want to say about those Tigers games. I, I just honestly don't think they were mentally in those games come, you know, coming home to their last home stand of the year. I think that definitely helped them, you know, kind of pick it back up in the gear, play with some more uh, emotion and some fire. I think you certainly saw that uh, again, playing that postseason type atmosphere baseball, even though, you know, the Cubs obviously aren't a postseason type team, but those are still, you know, big games that, that you can get up for those kind of rivalry games like that, those back and forth games. And speaking of which, Vinny, going into Sunday, and I hate to kind of end it on a sour note, but it really was a, you know, an awesome thing to see. The Brewers had won 11 straight games against the Cubs, just waving that L flag all day before this uh, streak was snapped on Sunday, but still 15 and three against the Cubs this year, Vinny, just absolutely dominant. 15 and four, I actually think. Um, yeah, they, that's why they played 19 yeah. games. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to putting a tweet out there with 12 L's in a row with Thomas <laughs> separating each You had to gear it up. Like, I know you did. It was sitting I there. I did. Yeah. So um, unfortunately not able to send that one out. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, even when the, the Cubs were the Cubs, this is a different version of the Cubs we all see. Um, they they played this team really, really tough. Uh, I just don't, don't – at the end of the day, the Cubs just lacked pitching all the way around from their bullpen and their starting staff. So um, the fact that they were – yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're still a quality opponent, right? I mean, Patrick Wisdom has 27 home runs. Frank Schwindel is the hottest hitter probably in all of baseball right now. Um, you have Wilson Contreras, who is still a, a plus offensive producer from the catching position. So, I mean, you have a bunch of guys that are still really, you know, tough competitors. Um, and yeah, the, the Brewers are just, it, here's the thing. They don't, at this point, the, I've watched this team all year long. All, I've watched, watched the games from the stadium up close and personal, probably 50 games this year. And this team is, doesn't care who they play, right? They're playing the, the Dodgers just as tough as they're playing the, this version of the Cubs. So um, I do think that they have that mojo working now, now, you know, look, I haven't, I didn't see the tiger series. I, I will admit. Um, so they weren't, you know, at times you do come out flat, not going to come out with your a game every single game, but on the whole, this group has played so consistent ever since they got Willie Adamas. Um, and that that's just a, a cool telling sign that they're ready. Again, they're ready for the playoffs. Yep. All right, we'll take a break and come back, and we'll talk about some of the biggest performances from the weekend. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, Brewers fans, this is Jake Mastriani with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. 
Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Touchdown for NFL or Baseball for MLB and get a bonus twenty-five cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That that's up to fifty cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code Baseball to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code Baseball to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code Baseball. All right, Benny. So we talked about it on Friday's podcast. You know the things that. We will be watching the rest of the way for the Brewers. You know, obviously clinching the division is pretty much inevitable at this point. So, you know, there's obviously reasons to stay interested and locked in and watch this team a lot to keep your eye on down the stretch. One of those things for me was Aaron Ashby, and I thought he was absolutely amazing on Friday. Three innings, three hits, no walks, which is, like you say, always huge with him. Um, and five strikeouts. I thought he was really great, kept the Brewers in that game. Um, you know, Hauser didn't go long in that one, had to use a lot of bullpen arms there. Uh, but Ashby is able to cover three of those innings and just three scoreless innings. Brilliant stuff from him. I really love to see it, Vinny. Ashby, I did a breakdown of him on the pregame show today, just kind of highlighting just his, his stuff. There, there's really, I mean, you, you can get really in the weeds with a lot of these guys when you're talking about breakdowns and the way that they improve or keys to what they have to do to be successful. But with Ashby, I just broke down his stuff because it is that interesting because it's that nasty. It's a 97-mile-an-hour sinker. It's so late, and in, in, uh, it's really explosive at the bottom of the zone. Um, and and when, it, when, it's, when it's up and when he does elevate, it does tail, and, it, and it's late, again, exploding through the hitting zone. And 97, 98. So hitters have to contend with that. Very hard to square that pitch up alone. Then he's got a 89 mile an hour changeup that they cannot tell that it's coming out. It's coming out of the same exact window with the, with really good arm speed as the fastball. So hitters are, are really fooled by that, especially right-handed hitters. And then he does have that nasty slider at about 84 to 86 miles an hour. It's so late. Um, it, 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 it's got, you know, it, it would be 11, I'm sorry, um, not 11.5, the opposite for a lefty would be one one seven tilt to it. <clears throat> so it, it doesn't have a ton of tilt. It's not really uh, lateral, but it is. It has a ton of depth. So um, they swing over the top of that. The swings that these guys are ta- taking on this kid are just ugly. These are major league hitters taking ugly swings. And again, it's not because they haven't seen them a whole lot. It's partly – it's some of that, but I, I mean, these k- kinds of swings are going to be happening with that kind of stuff um, that it's just, again, I, I just, I, I'm a little bit in awe of this kid, right. Of how good his stuff is. And then the fact that he comes out in the last 25 innings that he's pitched, you take away that first start, he's at a 4% walk rate. Whereas historically in the minor leagues, he's at about a 10% walk rate, which again, that to me, Leaves me a little bit in awe of the kid that his after that first outing, he comes back and he improves on even his minor league numbers in terms of throwing strikes, in terms of just overall performance. He's been one of the nastiest pitchers in the big leagues in these last 25 innings. Um, and so 
again, what a weapon for Craig Council and the Brewers in the playoffs. Yeah, that's why I emphasize those no walks so much because that's, I mean, that's really the only issue with him, even in the minors, was just the walks. If he's not walking anybody, I mean, he is really good, really nasty, as Brewers fans have seen here. Going to the offensive side of things, then we'll get back to some of the pitching lines from over the weekend. I thought Colton Wong was really good, had five hits over the weekend, three runs, four RBI, two doubles. Again, had that big hit in Friday's game to give the Brewers a lead. I just love the emotion that you saw from him running down the bases there. Again, showing some of that playoff atmosphere there at the home with the home crowd. I thought that was one of the better moments of the weekend. Uh, Yelich had a hit in every game, including a double, you know, still not showing that that power. But I mean, hey, he's getting his hits. Um, so that's certainly great to see. And then Manny Pena comes back, hits a couple of home runs uh, on Saturday's game. Uh, really, you know, big for him, Vinny. I mean, he is he's given you pop all year. I just wonder what his role in the postseason is going to be. Do you think he gets a start or you think he's just there kind of as insurance maybe gets a uh, a pinch hit against the lefty. What's Manny Pena's role in the postseason? Uh, I do think that they're just going to play matchups like they, they've done all year. I think he's going to get a start against a tough lefty. Um, any lefty that they face in the postseason, Manny Pena will be behind the plate. That's just my feel. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the guy has come, all, come on like gangbusters in this second half. He's been unbelievable. Uh, talk to Andy Haynes about the adjustments that he's made. He's gotten on the plate and he's looking to drive stuff out over the plate. That's it. Mm -hmm. he, he was kind of more of a trying to spray it, trying to cover the whole plate. He simplified things, got on the dish and start and looks, and he's looking to get that out. And he's certainly been able to do that. These are said than done when you're not playing every day. And I think that was the issue. He's just trying to get his rhythm and he's finally found that he's, well, he's found that. And then some. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, the catching situation for the Brewers this year, just a million times better than it was last year. Narvaez and Pena doing a great job back there. Pena delivering uh, the big home runs. Corbin Burns, six innings, 11 strikeouts. Uh, he finally did give up some hits. The first one he gave up actually came against the pitcher uh, and gave up three runs as well, but got the 11 strikeouts. So another really solid outing from him. But Eric Lauer, uh, Vinny, on Sunday, five and a third, one hit, Three walks, one earned, six strikeouts. I saw a tweet from Adam McCauvey. He put up a uh, a poll seeing who fans thought should start game four, and Lauer was winning by an overwhelming margin. Do you think he's overtaken Hauser for that uh, game four start? I mean, I looked up, and I looked over at Craig Deshaun, the host, as we were watching the game and preparing for the post game. I'm like, did Lauer just go five and, five and a third and give up one hit? I mean, it was kind of quietly done, right? I mean, it wasn't flashy. Um, and he punched out six. Like, he just goes about his business. He throws his four-seamer. He throws the cutter slider off of the four-seamer. Um, he's just – and all of a sudden, you know, guys don't get hits. Guys do not square this guy up, and they swing and miss at the top of the zone. He hides the ball. He's very deceptive. His stuff is a tick above average. Uh, also, so I mean, he's got the stuff and he's got the command now too. He's really driving it through spots. He's staying closed with that front side. He's not flying open. The, the arm is timed up. You hear him talking about this kind of stuff in his interviews, and it's really, it's really coming, you know, all together really for for Eric Lauer. And again, it's not a flashy name, and but ever since 
I want to say June 1st, ever since that Tiger start where he gave up seven runs, he's sixth in the league in ERA. You wouldn't guess that. He's ahead of Brandon Woodruff. I'm sorry, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is seventh, and he's sixth in all of baseball, right? So, I mean, um, he's really figured something out, yeah. And and he's been so consistent. He's just pitching really well. So, I I mean, I didn't answer your question. (laughs) I think I'm I'm a little bit biased towards Adrian Hauser just because I've seen the progression from this kid as well and how good and how far he's come in terms of his pitchability, in terms of his command, his consistency. But, I mean, it's probably Lauer, but I would almost – I would say it's probably Lauer at this point. I mean, um, so we'll see what what happens. I I do think Lauer's game plan is a little bit easier to execute coming out of the bullpen just in general, four seamers up, four seamers in, uh, and then sliders and cutters, and then mix in in a a bigger curveball every once in a while. I mean, that just seems to be easier to implement. Doesn't have to be so fine with his command, so that's why I would have leaned towards Hauser, but maybe I'm getting a little too cute with that. No, I mean, I think I'd still go Hauser as well. I mean, I think we both kind of been on that because I think I think having Lauer as a weapon out of the bullpen is very key, although it also could mean you might not ever need him, uh, which if that's the case, I think the Brewers are doing just fine. But, you know, let us not forget Adrian Hauser is the only Brewers starter to throw a complete game shutout this year, uh, which he just did, you know, a couple of starts ago. And then his, his last start before Friday, six innings, one hit, nowhere in run. So uh, he did walk five, but uh, you know, Hauser's still been really solid, really effective. I think if you get to that game four, you start Hauser and you can generally tell if Hauser's on his game or not. Uh, and if he is, then I think it's great. You get, you know, five, six solid innings out of him. If not, I can think, I think you could use Lauer as a piggyback off of him to get three innings. Um, you know, you could also do that with, with Ashby too. Um, but I think I'd probably still go with Hauser, but yeah, Lauer's been so good. It's a, it's a great problem to have right now if you're Craig Council. Um, and then I hate to, to bring this up again. I know Boxberger's been your guy all year, Vinny, but now a couple of shaky outings here in September. Um, you know, had the, gave up the three runs on Sunday, um, blown save, let the game get away from the Brewers there a little bit. I ended up taking a loss, didn't record an out. It's the second time this month he's gotten pulled without recording an out. He threw 16 pitches on Sunday. He got 11 swings on those 16 pitches, and none of them were swings and misses, and only one was a called strike. So uh, not great stuff there from Boxberger, Vinny. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm necessarily worried about it yet, but, you know, a guy that kind of surprises everybody, you know, tends to worry me a little bit because you think, you know, he's going to come back to, I mean, not that he hasn't been a good pitcher in the past, but, you know, he's been excellent all year long. You kind of hope now's not the time where he's kind of regressing back to his, his mean and that other hitters aren't figuring him out. But anything that you saw specifically on Sundays to why he just wasn't missing bats? No, he's, he's going to be totally fine. He had a 14 pitch at bat against Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras got him the day before. Sometimes guys just have your number. 14 pitch at bat to start the outing today. Just kept fouling pitches off. Fouling. It was an unbelievable at bat. It was it was a MVP caliber type at bat, right? Um, from a pretty good hitter from Wilson Contreras. It it kind of just you kind of felt the momentum shift. The next pitch, literally the next pitch, Matt Duffy 
fastball right down the middle. Duffy's a, a veteran guy. He's get, he knows a fastball's coming, got on top of it, laced a single into um, left field. And then, um, again, Frank Schwindel, probably the hottest hitter in all of baseball right now, it's a double over yellow. Just had, it just, it, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird 14 pitch at bat. I got to tell you, he was executing pitches. He just couldn't get out Wilson Contreras. He kept following pitches off, kept following pitches off. I'm not worried about Brad Boxberger at all. I think, I think when you come, when you get to playoff time, this is a guy that's going to take the ball every single game and he's going to execute and make pitches. He might, he might, you know, give up a few, it doesn't affect him mentally, right? He's, he's right back out there the next day. He's executing, he's attacking hitters. Um, I'm not worried about him. I can see why, you know, fans might be just a little bit hesitant about him at this point. I wouldn't be, I'd relax. I would just let him do his thing. He's, he's one of those guys I want out there in a one run game um, in the seventh game of the world series. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I don't know if you saw the slide, I believe it was in Saturday's game by Pablo Reyes, perhaps the slide of the year uh, where he swung around the tag of Contreras to tag the plate. Did you see that slide, Manny? I did see that slide. It was an unbelievable slide, probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. Um, that kid's a, just a ball of energy. Love that kid. Um, yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah, that was, that was a really, really neat move there uh, by him. I thought that was a lot of fun. We'll take one more break, and then we'll come back and preview this huge uh, Cardinal series coming up. The Brewers got a chance to uh, clinch the division. The show is also brought to you by our friend Ed Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic-tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a wide variety of flavors, and it's not just your chocolate, chocolate chip, fudge, or cookies and cream, which are still some of my favorites. They have a bunch of different flavors from coconut, almond toffee, mint, peanut butter fudge, dark chocolate raspberry, it's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors you don't normally get in protein bars. Something that's going to give you a very unique taste, and it's very good and tasty. They're great for you as well. Most of them only have about four to five grams of net carbs. So whether you like to take them before a workout, after a workout, as a meal replacement in the morning, or whether they're just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. They're packed with protein. There aren't a lot of carbs involved, as I said. They're a good treat for you to be able to have, and they taste amazing. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BillBar.com today. Try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BillBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Go to BillBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15. So some injury news to get to really quickly. Uh, Rowdy Telez still hasn't progressed to working out on the field, but Council said he still believes he has a chance to get back before the regular season. Talked about that on Friday, how I think that is very crucial. I think he's the best defensive first baseman the, the Brewers have, uh, honestly, by far. Uh, Willie Adams expected to return on Monday uh, today against the Cardinals, so that is certainly great. Can't wait to have him back in the lineup. Brett Anderson threw a simulated innings on Friday and could be back in the rotation soon as this week in the Cardinals series, uh, potentially. Uh, Tim Lopes recalled on Saturday for Luke Maley, who is option. Uh, Avisel Garcia was expected to come back on Saturday, but Council said he's still day-to-day, opting to give him more time with his back. Uh, that's concerning to me, but at the same time, also probably the right decision just to let him continue to sit out you know, as long as he's back for that last week can get, you know, four or five games uh, back under his belt to get geared up for the postseason, I think he'll be fine. And then Lorenzo Kane made a great catch in Saturday's game, banging against the wall, uh, but it may have been costly as he left the game with right hip discomfort. A- again, get him rested, you know, get him ready and healthy for the postseason. 
you know, the way Jackie Bradley, Jackie Bradley Jr. has been at the plate this year, uh, it makes it even more critical to make sure you have Kane healthy and ready to go for the postseason. Speaking of the postseason, magic number is down to three with the Cardinals sweeping over the weekend. The Brewers only gained two games with their series win over the Cubs, but now they got a big series coming up against the Cardinals. Cardinals are on fire, 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. They now have a three-game lead in the second wild card spot, which is just crazy. Uh, you know the history of the Cardinals. They're probably getting that second spot and run to the World Series, but hopefully that is not the case. Hopefully the Brewers can knock them off uh, this week with a four-game series. You have Peralta versus Woodford. You have Woodruff versus Lester. Missed a great name matchup there. We could have got Woodruff versus Woodford, but uh, Woodruff versus Lester on Tuesday. Uh, to be determined against Michaelis on Wednesday. That could be Rhett Anderson there. And then Hauser versus Wainwright on Thursday. So, Vinny, this is suddenly a really big series. You got Brewers. They need two wins to clinch the division. And meanwhile, they're trying to knock the Cardinals out of that second wild card spot. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Cardinals are going anywhere. Um, I think they're going to get that second wild card spot just because of the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. I think just like some ghosts of the past or something are kind of empowering them to, to play the baseball that they're playing right now in September, which is, which is incredibly hot. Um, the Padres are also imploding. And then behind them, you do have the uh, Reds who are continuing to lose as well. So I do think the Cardinals are here to stay. Um, I think the Brewers are a more complete team than the Cardinals. I think the Brewers should be able to handle the Cardinals. However, their lineup is extremely dangerous. Paul Goldschmidt, it's got a, over 1,000 OPS in the month of September. Tyler O'Neill has over 1,100 OPS in the month of September. Both are combined for like 15 home runs or something in the month of September already. So, I mean, you got Arenado in there. You got Dylan Carlson, good-looking um, young right fielder. Um, so, I mean, look, they, they're a tough they're, they're a tough team, and they're always going to come to play. Um it's the Cardinals way. I, I hate to say it. It's just the Cardinals way, but Brewers need to take care of business here, get a couple of wins. Um, and then, and then clinch it up and then, uh, yeah, look forward to, you know, who their, who their first opponent is going to be in the playoffs. Craig council has done a phenomenal job. I'll just say this real quick to wrap up, but Craig council's done, done a phenomenal job with this group in terms of not looking ahead and quote unquote, looking at the next challenge ahead. So that's, what he's been preaching all year and he'll continue to preach that and get the guys ready for this series. Yeah. And I predicted a while back that the Brewers would clinch on September 23rd. That would be this Thursday. So if they happen to wait till game four of this series, then I could actually get one prediction right this year, but kind of hope they wrap it up before then. And Vinny said early this week anyway, so, you know, it's probably going to happen uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, but certainly hope the Brewers get it done. Hopefully they can knock the Cardinals off that pedestal, maybe make them sweat a bit, little bit in the, in that wild card. But I kind of agree with Vinny, just the history of that franchise and the fact just nobody else seems to want to get that second wild card spot in the national league. Uh, I think the Cardinals probably get it, but hopefully the Brewers do get the division clinched. Uh, this week against the Cardinals, then they can just focus on resting up, getting ready for the postseason. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Retino. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we will talk to you next time. 
are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 